Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads Standing in the huddle Listening to the call Fans going crazy for the boys of fall Hey everybody, welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson I'm your host Dave Johnson I'm Glad to be back tonight And under the weather, hopefully I'm a doing a lot better. Uh, last week, Jennifer and Mindy did a great job helping us out, <clears throat> getting us through through while I was sick. So I uh, thank both of them for their hard work for doing the show. It's hard to find somebody that, that'll do a good job that likes to talk. A lot of them like to talk. They don't want to be serious, but it's uh, hard, to, hard to find somebody to do. A um, couple things... You know about uh, regular NFL football. I guess we'll jump right into that. While we before we get into uh, some of our league stuff and some uh, women's football, <clears throat> this uh, this past weekend, you know, weekend before last, all but one road team uh, won all their the wild card game. The road teams won all but one game. Uh, this week it was totally different. All the home teams won, and uh, the Colts uh, uh, got beat by the Chiefs, 31 to 13. I didn't get to see it, but Jennifer did tell me that Kansas City had four rushing touchdowns by four different players. Uh, that's that's pretty amazing right there in itself. I did get to see part on Saturday night, part of the. Uh, Dallas Cowboys and the Los Angeles Rams game. Uh, the Rams won 30 to 22. This seemed uh, like the Cowboys. Just every time they'd take two steps forward, they'd take three back. Uh, just plumb out of rhythm. Uh, quarterback was way off, throwing the ball behind the guys. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of his. I know you get to that level, you're you're somewhat, you know, really good. Not can't deny that, but you know, I, I just, I just feel like when, I, when I watch them play, it's the up and down, and and you know, I feel as if this is as far as you know, his, my opinion. Uh, that don't mean a lot. His ability is ever going to take the Cowboys. Now, a lot of Cowboys fans, I'm sure, are going to disagree with me on that, but that's that's my opinion. Uh, then on Sunday. Um, I didn't get to see any of the uh, uh, Chargers and Pats game, but uh, the Pats handled them pretty easy. From what I gather, 41 to 28, and uh, they, uh, you know, some of the sports people say the game wasn't even as close as the score indicated, and uh, which, you know, brings me to a point. I'm going to talk some more about in women's uh, when we talk about some women's football, but 
this is this is why it's so important to win your divisions and have that home field advantage. The temperature was in the teens, I do believe, in Foxborough. And, uh, you know, in December in Foxborough, it's always cold. The Pats are used to it. They play good. The Chargers come all the way across the country. They live in areas where the weather's perfect all the time. Um, I just, you know, over the years, I watched Peyton Manning play the Pats. Here they play in those domes, and they go them cold games, and I swear he... He looked like he was froze to death. Some of the time his nose looked like Rudolph's nose on the reindeer. It was so red. And I just can't help but believe that that plays a, a factor into a lot of that. So, you know, the Rams, uh, of course, they, they're going to the Saints. But, <clears throat> you know, they're from out there as well. But, you know, the Saints being a dome team. So, either way, you know, the uh, – it's I don't know. I just I just feel like that's a big big part of it. Um we did get to watch some of the Eagles and Saints uh Saints game. Um I feel I was for the Eagles. Uh I feel bad for Nick Foles. I think he came in and, and did a tremendous job for them. Um but the I know he you know, he goes in the stack an interception to end the game, but I mean uh the guy, I mean, it was a guy should have caught the ball and slipped right through his, they're driving to win the game and lets the ball slip right through his hands and the um, Saints pick it off in the story. But, you know, hey, that, that's why they play the game. Um, you know, Nick Foles, I mean, I, I, I've i always been a fan of Nick Foles years ago. I even had him on a fantasy team when I played. Um, I think the guy's a, a tremendous quarterback. I know a lot of people um, don't. I know a lot of people say he's not a, you know, he's not a starter. That he's just a, a you know, a backup. And maybe so I, I don't know, but he he seems to be pretty good in, in this time of year. And and you know when the playoffs and everything arises, and um, you know Super Bowl MVP. So. You know, I hate it for him. You know, it's tough being that backup, knowing that you practice all that time and you really don't get the reps. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like throwing the uh, wood on the fire. You know, you're just through in there and you're expected to pretty much perform miracles. And uh, he really has did a good job. So, um, anyway, the Saints won. So, next. This coming Sunday, I'm sorry. The Rams uh, will be going to New Orleans to play the Saints at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, the Pats will be going on the road to play the Chiefs at 640 Eastern time. Now, I know, um, I mean, I'm I'm rooting for the Chiefs. Uh, that Patrick Mahomes guy did a heck of a job, man. What he did and what he's continuing to do is unreal, but... The one thing I'm going to say is the Chiefs is a loud place to play. The last time they played, I think the Pats won by three, and the game was in Foxborough. But it's going to be cold again, and, you know, New England playing in the cold, that's, to me, is not going to be a factor. Uh, I, I think that's going to be – well, I think both games are going to be uh, really good games. Uh, a lot of people are probably – 
rooting for the Rams and the Chiefs to play again because they had such a high-scoring game and uh, a fun game. But uh, uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm pulling for the Chiefs to win it all. Just I like Andy Reid and and uh, like I say, what that Patrick Holmes guy did. But what about the Pats, man? Everybody has rolled them off. Tom Brady, 40-some years old. Bill Belichick, he's lost it. They get beat by, you know, early in the year. And then Jacksonville beats them. And then late in the year, uh, Miami beats them. And then they go somewhere else. And I think somebody else beats them. And all of a sudden, Bill Belichick's lost it. He can't coach. Tom's too old before they're at them. Right back in the mix. So I wouldn't dare bet against them, I'll tell you that. Um, I think both games are going to be tremendous, tremendous games. I know like Saints beat the Rams just uh, by a few points last time they played. So both these teams have been in these games and with each other, um, and the home team won both of these games last time they played, except this time the Chiefs are the home team versus the Pats. So those games are going to be uh, really, really good games. Um, you know, I, I can't wait. We probably won't get to see but one of them. Uh, we'll be practicing until time to watch the pack. Jeez, probably. Another stat, Jennifer, give me here, is the uh, favorite to win it all by 29% is the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Chiefs come in at 28%. The Rams at 22 and the pack. 21. Uh, I, mean, I, I, you know, I, I just see that. Uh, you know, I think uh, I definitely think that the Rams, or the sorry, the Saints and the Chiefs would really, really be a good game on a neutral field and a neutral side. I think that'll be uh, a really good game. Um, and the Dangs. New Orleans Saints, they have so many weapons. That receiver they got, I, I don't know where he came from or anything else. That guy is phenomenal. I think his name's Michael Thomas, maybe. That guy is phenomenal. Every time I looked at the TV, uh, he was catching a pass to, to move the chains there against the Eagles. And, you know, wow, it just seems like nobody can cover him. I mean, you know, and the, and the beauty of this is the Saints have big big play uh, people and players but they take whatever to give to them. They don't want to let him catch the ball. Hey, they run them slants. They slant them to death. Uh, run a bunch of screens. You know, get Kamara's face. I mean, Ingram. I mean, those guys, they, they got a full arsenal, no doubt about it. And they know how to uh, Sean Payton knows how to play offense. This year, they've started playing some defense. So, hey, under no circumstances, they, they, that's why they're the favorite to win it all. And uh, every time I looked at the TV when they were playing, that guy was getting up and picking up a first down. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, maybe, he, you know, I heard uh, Bill Polian say that nobody could cover him back uh, when I had NFL radio on serious radio all the time. I heard Bill Foley say nobody can cover the guy. And you know what? I'm the, I'm beginning to believe it. Um, so the guy's phenomenal. But, um, you know, those are going to be two great games, and then they're going to take uh, a week off 
and then the Super Bowl. Well, I say they're going to take a week off. I guess the Pro Bowl is going to be before the week before the Super Bowl. But the, then the Super Bowl is two weeks from this coming Sunday. So, you know, the NFL is, is all but over. And uh, you know what that means for, for women's football and all of us that uh, love women's football and everything else, that means it's time to, to get it cranked up. And, uh, you know, going back to this weather thing and this you know, what I was going to bring up. And, uh, you know, it's it's tough for for these girls. And I I know myself, it seems like I've I've had a rough go of it this year, uh, you know, myself. And and, uh, with it being um, weather being bad and being sick, uh, you know, getting outside. I mean, I know where we live and where we uh, try to have practices. It's literally... Did nothing but rain or snow, it seems like, for the last two months solid. And this past Sunday was the first time that we've got to practice outside, and I couldn't tell you how long. And uh, it sort of missed it, not really rain, but sort of missed it all day long. And uh, it wasn't real bad till you know, later in the evening, the sun was going down, it sort of got cool. <coughs> Excuse me, but... I go back to when we played the championship game there in, in mid-July, and it was so hot that when we were on that turf uh, field that you could literally feel that burn in the bottoms of your feet. It was so hot, and, you know, here we are uh, practicing in the cold, you know, and uh, we got players with sick and sniffles and, and, you know, some of the same things I've had, and, um you know, you're you're forced to, to do it unless you're fortunate to, you know, have a place inside. And we have uh, had some gyms to go in and work. But, and, you know, that, that that's great, but it's it's just not the same. It's really, really great to get outside and, and be able to uh, get to all your points and places you need to be on the field and, and all that. But it's it definitely, uh, if you live in the... Uh, you know, in the wet, in the cold weather states, it's definitely, you know, uh, uh, hurts you. No, no doubt about it. And uh, you know, I we have a team in Detroit. Fortunately, the weather so far in Detroit has uh, not been too bad, from what I gather. And uh, uh, but you know, for the, most of the time, it's really brutally cold up there. And you know, it's mid-April before they can even. Uh, you know, maybe host a game outside. So, uh, you know, these guys, they start playing in the in the dead of heat, you know, in the summer, start practicing in the summer, and then by the time they finish up, it's in the winter. So, and, you know, unless you're like the Saints or the Rams, or, you know, where you play, live, where it's always warmer, Saints where they play inside the climate control, but like the Chiefs and the Pats and, uh, you know, those those guys, they play outside when it's hot and play outside when it's cold. And uh, I, I think that the reason I'm talking about it, I think that's an advantage. And I, I think that getting outside is an advantage, like for us, it, when it's cold, to be able to get outside and be able to practice. And, you know, because we're going to start playing in the end of March, 1st of April, and it's still going to be cool. 
Uh, you know, we, we played a couple games last year and it rained the whole time. And so, you know, you, you need that. I mean, no, under no circumstances can I tell you how slick the ball was on Sunday. Uh, it was hard to hold on to uh, from from everybody. I know I snapped a lot to uh, just uh, frontward snap to the quarterback while we were doing some stuff. And I several times I couldn't even get the ball back there myself or I didn't dry it off or have a good firm grip on it. But that's, that's stuff that's going to come into play. Uh, to help us out, I believe, because we haven't been inside the whole time. And, uh, you know, I, I just believe that, uh, you know, get, playing all the time inside is, is not as good as, as, as it is playing outside, and I believe that that's part of uh, what got the Chargers. I mean, because let me tell you something, the Chargers played up at the Ravens when it wasn't that cold, and they played a phenomenal game. I mean, Phil Rivers may have had one of his best seasons yet. And uh, I just feel like they travel all the way, you know, back-to-back weeks to the East Coast, and, and then they get up there, and it's that cold. I just think that was a little more than, than they were uh, used to. Uh, so that's going to come into play, um, I think, this weekend because two cold-weather teams. So the, I'm going to give the favorite to the home team. You know, usually if they always say this uh, when these teams, they're, they're picking these uh, point spreads, that if the game's even, they give the home team a, a three-point favorite. You know, and that's about what I'm going to give both the Saints and the Chiefs is a three-point favorite because they are playing at home. That's how close I think the – the games are going to be so. Um, you know, that's that's my opinion. Um, getting back to women's football here on the, February the 16th, the Hampton Roads Lady Gators are hosting a jamboree for women's football called She Got Game. Um, it's going to be in the Norfolk, Virginia Beach area. It's all sort of the same thing. Uh, like I said, they're going to be hosting it. I know the Tri-City Thunder and the Hampton Road Lady Gators are both going to be playing in it. Um, we're actually on the same side of the bracket. Uh, I think the North Florida Pumas are going to be one of the teams coming, and the other is to be announced. Uh, not sure exactly who it's going to be. Um, but, it, you know, it's going to be a, a really, really good, good thing, I believe. We were going to try to host one ourselves till things come up, but I'm, I'm glad they are. Give uh, women's football uh, something else to, um, you know, to be proud of and get these teams going and for people to, you know, to be able to, for these girls and women to be able to say, hey, they was, a, uh, you know, a part of it and uh, something that, that's special that don't get to happen very often. Again, for for me personally, you know, I I don't know. I know it's a little bit early. It's February the 16th, but been several teams have been invited and turned down the invite, and that's that's the part I don't understand. It's you know, it's about getting your teams ready to play. It's it's just exactly what it is. It's a jamboree, um, you know, and when they have jamborees, they have them prior to the start of the season and. Uh, 
you know, it's a game situation. You, you get to work on some stuff. And and I, I don't understand why every team that was asked didn't jump the opportunity because that's just what it is, a great opportunity. I mean, the last thing we want to do is, is travel over there. I mean, all, already uh, for a scrimmage, we traveled to Columbia, South Carolina, scrimmage to smash. We went down to uh, Nashville to play uh, that, uh, you know, the, the game they invited us to. Played Knoxville, we drove to Nashville to play there. Uh, we're going on the road to this jamboree. Um, you know, we don't like to go on the road either, but you know what? We we want to get exposure for our girls in, in game situations and, and offer them opportunities that nobody else can offer. And that's, that's what we're doing. And, you know, I, I don't, I really don't get it. Uh, you know, it, that's one thing that, you know, has honed my opinion, has honed women's football since I've known it, the inability for everybody to get together on the same page to, to make great things happen. Uh, you know, in high school, when they have, uh, when they build a lot of these schedules and, and they have high school um, jamborees, I know uh, the coaches, like I know a head coach for uh, a wrestling team, and, and they all have, you know, all the head coaches have uh, meetings, you know, and, and they'll have them a couple of times a year. And one year, one weekend it'll be in Johnson City, and the next it'll be Kingsport, and everybody around, you know, meets at those places, and and they hash out the tournaments they're going to have and have preseason tournaments and, and all this, and they all get together and, and they do it. Now, I'm, nobody knows this guy like I know this guy, and, and he's not one that, uh, he probably can't stand none of those guys, but the bottom line is he's in it for his kids, and he knows what his kids need to succeed. That's why he's there. Uh, I, I don't see that in women's football, and and you know it, it sort of it, it's I don't know. That's one thing I believe that you know is is holding us all down is the inability to be able to get along enough to set aside our pride or, or worry about, well, I can't play this team. I might get scored on or, you know, that's going to break my record. And Hey, it's a jamboree, man. It's a scrimmage, more or less a scrimmage. And, and who knows what will happen. I know when I played a jamboree when I was a, uh, see, a senior in high school, yeah, a senior, the, uh, the second jamboree I'd ever played in in my life, and we went and played Tennessee High. The school I played in had never uh, uh, beat them, and, and for a quarter we beat them in a jamboree. And, you know, then everybody was like, oh, wow, you know, here's Sylvan East is for real. They beat Tennessee High in a jamboree, and we played them in regular season, and they thumped us good. So, you, you know, it, it was great for us to to go beat them in that quarter of football, but in the end, it didn't even matter, you know. And it gave us a lot of hope, but you know, it fueled their fire when everybody started talking about, boy, you beat them in a jamboree, and and it, it's all for nothing, folks. It's to work your team. It's not about 
me or about Jennifer or about any individual on any team or the owner or the coaches, and it's a, it's about the players, and I think that we're, we're missing the point there. And, and, and my point for this is why, why are we so deep? There's been like, well, I, I know myself personally there's, that I invited two teams that, that turned down the, the uh, chance and um, got to invite a, I'm going to invite a couple more to, to get to come as well. Uh, and I know they've invited several teams to come. And, you know, it, it, and the teams that, that I've invited to travel wouldn't be that near as much as what we got to travel. So I, I don't get it. I, I really don't. And when people ask me, you know, hey, what's it going to take to get women's football to the next level? I know I'm just a peon and I don't have no money to push it or, or anything else. But I do have the knowledge of what it's going to take, and this is the kind of stuff that holds us back. Because there should be, in my opinion, teams fighting to get into this thing. We should be, there should be eight, ten teams fighting to get in this jamboree right here because of what it stands for for, for women's football. No matter what league you're in, it should be for the fact of the matter, hey, they're hosting it, they're, uh, they got a nice place to play. They're giving the uh, win in first and second place. I don't know somehow they're giving trophies. I don't know what it means, but or what they're for exactly. But it's for the sport of women's football, and that's why we're going. Um, it's better than just staying at at practice and and trying to beat up on one another or trying to work in the in the mud and the snow or if you're. Uh, Fortunate you have a place inside. You get you have to go inside instead. You know we're going over to play on a turf field, even if it rains or whatever. You know you're going to get to play. Um, so to me, that that's what it's about, and uh, I don't I don't get it. So, um, but hey, again, I'm just a small peon in a in a big old pool out here. So that will happen on February the 16th. Um, in the Norfolk, Virginia, Hampton Roads, Virginia area, uh, will be hosted by the Hampton Road Lady Gators. And, uh, you know, I want to thank them for hosting it, you know, because I I wanted to do one myself, and um, I wasn't going to try to do it that early. Uh, but, you know, for some reason she can get to field or something for that day is the only time she can take it. Um, we were going to try to do one around the, first of March, which would have been uh, two to three weeks after what that one was going to be, you know, and was going to try to host it in our area, somewhere around our area, the Knoxville area, just somewhere we could draw uh, some teams as well, but in case some of you didn't know, the game uh, we went to play Nashville when the Colts and the Titans were playing, and we played after. Uh, the game got flexed, and and it was late when we went to play, and it poured down the rain, and it started lightning in the area, and we waited out one lightning, and uh, then the other one came, so they eventually called the game, and uh, after eight minutes and 20 seconds of that being played, and, uh, you know, they, the Titans, the guy we worked with, a really, really good guy. There was some unfortunate things happened that, 
Um, he couldn't control, and he he wasn't real happy uh, to hear about them. But uh, they have, uh, you know, want to honor the commitment of us playing, and and they have set it up uh, and invited us back to play in a full four quarter game, and that's going to be on March the tenth. So uh, that you know pretty much shot down the chances that. Um, we had a, of having a jamboree somewhere around the 1st of March. So on March the 10th, Tri-City Thunder and the Knoxville Lightning will square off again in Nashville at Nissan uh, Stadium, home of the Tennessee Titans. Um, you know, I, I know for um, a, a lot of people and and me, me as well, I mean, I... I have mixed feelings about the whole thing. You know, I, I feel like had the game not got flexed, that, well, I know if it hadn't gotten flexed that, you know, we were going to uh, get it in because it didn't start raining until late. Um, you know, there was people that told me that there was 10,000, 15,000 people still there hanging around to see this thing. Um, you know, now there's not going to be very many people there to see it. But I will say this, the, the coolest thing was, and, and no, there's not going to be players in the tunnel, and no, the, the media is not going to be in the tunnel. I mean, while we were, you know, waiting to, for the girls to get dressed, and then um, Eddie George came comes by, you know, the ESPN guy, uh, Sal Palantonio, he's down there giving an interview. I know the Colts players down there, just all kinds of media. All that kind of stuff is not going to be there. And, you know, I know that's a big part of, of what made this game so really special. But, man, I, I'm going to say this. When when it, when it I stepped onto that field, it was just like, uh, you know, just like energy running, running through your body. It was so, so nice. It was really um, unbelievable. I can't, can't imagine that. I can't tell you how good it felt. And after all the rain they had that day and um, after everything, they just played a game two days before that, and they just played this big game against the Colts. And, man, that was the nicest field I'd ever stepped on in my life. And and you know what? Just to be in that stadium, whether it's going to be empty or not, I mean, uh, I can assure you there's not going to be ten or 15,000 people in there. I know that to be a fact. But just to be in that stadium, man, and, and when watching our girls on the replay of the Jumbotron, and, man, just everything about that just gives you, you know, cold chills and aspirations for, you know, what may be someday for for these girls, you know, and um, for some of them especially that are really young and, um, you know, we've got some really young girls and uh, then we've got some girls that are uh, in the, what we call the Dirty 30 Club and they're just relishing the moment of, you know, being there and taking it all in and, and what it means to go down there and play. So, you know, the the bad part was it, it got flattened out the, the good part is, and it was only going to be a, a two 20-minute halves with a with a running clock. And now, uh, you know, they're going to let us play. At least they're supposed to uh, 
a full game, four quarters, and uh, you know, so I know it's not going to be the same as it was, but man, it's still, you know, it's still going to be a great venue, and and uh, we're really looking forward to it. And I'm just, I'm excited again for for our girls and the other team as as well. I mean, you you just don't get that opportunity. I mean. I'd, I'd drive to Nashville every, every home game if they if they let us play down there. You know that even as far as far as that is from us to be able to play in that field, you know, on a regular basis was, is amazing. Because just just being in there, that thing was was a and the and the feeling you get by, uh, when you step on that field and know how many uh, great players have played there. You know, that was uh, just truly amazing to know that um, all the years that me and Jennifer went and watched the Colts play when Peyton Manning played for the Colts, that we were standing right there on the same sideline that you know, he stood on all those years. And that's that's things that, you know, you can't you can't ever put a price on. And, uh, you know, that, again, that's why we're, we're going back. So, you know, before... All these teams want, you know, people want to talk about travel, 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 and well, I can't do it. We do this, we do that. Listen, before we ever even scratch the surface of playing a, a home game, if you count our scrimmage that we went on the road to Columbia to play, if you count going to Nashville, if you count going to Hampton Roads, playing a Jamboree, and going back to Nashville, then we're going to open up on the road. We may... We're playing at least five games. We're traveling at least five times before we ever scratch the surface of playing a home game. And if I'm, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but if I'm not mistaken, we could wind up playing uh, two or three road games before we get a home game just by way the schedule fell. So you know what? Don't don't tell me that. Well, I, we just can't do it. Our team can't do it. You can do it if you want to do it. You can you can do whatever you want to do for your girls if you're willing to do it. And, you know, it ain't what we want to do. I mean, our girls naturally want to play at home. But, you know, the bottom line is is it ain't always what you want to do. You have a lot of times to do things you have to do just to get to uh, places you want to do, uh, have uh, home games and where you need to be and you know what? That's why we're we're going on the road and we're experiencing these great things and and looking for the opportunity. So, um, you know, March tenth is going to be another great opportunity for us. Um, I know, you know, we're we're looking forward to it. What happened, you know, for that little bit of time, don't mean anything. Does not mean one thing. We're going down there and we're going to approach the game. Just like if if we're playing the best team in the league, and I hope they do the same, uh, because that's the way we're going to approach it. And that's the way we're going at it. And uh, same same way when we go that jamboree. I don't know who the other team will be, but I do know the Pumas uh, beat us last year. They have probably twice as many players as we have this year. Uh, they've been recruiting hard. They're in a bigger league, bigger division. But I'm telling you, we're coming to play. I don't know who else is going to be there. They both might beat us like a drum, but they're going to have to do it. That's all I can say. I can't promise any wins. 
anything like that. But I can promise you one thing. We're going to play hard, and we're not going to lay down for any of them. If they beat us, they're going to damn sure know they beat us. And uh, that, that's all I can promise you. And that's with that's within the Jamboree, and that's within this game on March the 10th. And as far as that goes, that's all year long. Uh, we're, we're going to play our guts out. And uh, that's, that's the way we try to build this team. That's the way we've won a lot of games over the years, and we're going to continue to, to work hard and to achieve, achieve our ultimate goal. And, uh, that's the only way I know. So um, that's that's how that's how we do things around here. And like I say, we're not going to let up. Uh, speaking of the uh, the real when season kicks off in the USWFL, and like I said, I don't have the schedule in front of me, and I don't want to exactly mess up, but I, I know this, that on March the 30th is when the, the uh, USWFL kicks off the 2019 season, and uh, that's going to kick off with the DMV night at the Hampton Road Lady Gators. Um, we, the Tri-City Thunder, are going to be in Rayford, North Carolina, at the Central Carolina Cardinals, um, the Keystone Assault, will be at the Washington Prodigy, and I believe that Fayetteville, I know they're playing West Virginia. I'm not sure who's the home game and who's the away, who's the home team and who's the away team. I believe Fayetteville goes to uh, West Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. It may be the other way around, but I, I can't really remember. But I know that that's the matchup for sure. Um, then I know we're off on April the 6th uh, to work. Uh, hopefully the NASCAR race there in Bristol. It's always hard for us to get a stadium um, that time of year because it's city-owned and, and all that. So we're going to try to uh, take advantage and, and uh, work that racetrack and uh, do a little fundraising for our football team. Um, so... I, I I know that we at least start on the road and maybe uh, I'm not sure if we play two on the road games before we play a home game or not. But you know, here here's the here's the thing. I'd rather I'd rather play on the road and you know get my team used used to playing on the road and and you know take your lumps and bruises however they come and then you know get to play. Uh, home down the stretch. Now, a lot of people disagree with that. They want to start on the start at home, and, and uh, I guess they want to play home all the time because they don't want to go on the road either, but they want to for sure start at home, and, uh, you know, and I, I myself, I like to start on the road, so um, that's when the season is going to kick off. The, the last regular season game is going to be uh, June the 15th. Um, playoffs are going to start June 22nd and the 29th. Then we're going to take uh, a week off, and the championship's going to be July 13th, and the All-Star game's going to be July the 14th. Um, so a lot of weekends in between those. We're going to take off Mother's Day, Easter, um, one other one, I'm not sure. But, um, you know, we're, we're, we're getting ready for... Uh, you know, for a good season here in our league. And uh, like I said, when NFL 
starts winding down, that's when we start winding up. And uh, we're, you know, every year it seems like it takes forever to get here. And, you know, and uh, here, almost here, and now it seems like dragging along. So for me and, and uh, I guess most of our team members, it can't get here, uh, you know, fast enough. So uh, we've got some new players this year. Uh, some some have never played before. Some have played on other teams. You know, every, every year I, I say it all the time, and, you know, a lot of these teams don't experience this, and I believe that's why, you know, when, when you mention their names and you, you mention how good they they are and, and how good that, you know, they've been is the fact that, you know, they do hold recruits and, or a tryout and they get new recruits. But, man, when you're, when you're retaining 20, 25 players or 30 or whatever it is, Every year, on top of good teams to begin with, wow, that's all I can say. I mean, we don't even have the 20, you know, total, and and they're retaining more than what we even got, period. And, you know, every year it's, uh, you know, a rebuild year for us. Don't get me wrong, I'm thankful for the girls we got. I'm thankful, you know, we just got a new girl this past weekend, never played women's football before in her life, and just. You know, a couple of new recruits, and uh, we're we're glad to have them. But man, it's a lot easier to start the season and go to work when you've got a bunch of familiar faces there. I already know your offense, and I already know how you like to do things. Versus you're out there introducing yourself to the players, and the players are introducing themselves to each other, and nobody knows, you know, who's going on. That's tough, and anybody thinks it ain't. They have no idea what they're talking about. And a lot of these big teams don't experience that. And, you know, they look down on a lot of us small teams. You know, well, they, they want to play us. They want to play all the small teams. Don't get me wrong. They they love playing us. But they don't have no mercy for you. They don't care. They don't understand. Why why don't you play in our league? Why don't you play here? Well, well this, this is our fifth year having a team, and right now we've got more players than we've ever had. Um, you know, we're we're in a small area, you know, real small. Most of our, the majority of our players are, known, are not even from our area. I mean, if we didn't have nothing, and that's the way with a lot of teams, too, don't get me wrong, but, you know, I counted the other day at practice, and if you just talk about the Tri-Cities area, of the players we have, we probably wouldn't have but 12 or 13, and that's the thing. That's what we've had for all the years, pretty much, 15, 14. You know, you get a few straggling here and they're gone. And now that we've started, uh, we've got a few of these players that maybe have moved in from out of town or, you know, decide they want to play for us because the way we do things. That's why we're up around that number of 20. Uh, but, man, when... When you retain 25 and 30 from a previous team that maybe went undefeated or, or won a championship or won multiple championships or, you know, made it to those championship games or whatever, and then all of a sudden you retain all them and, and then you, you're going to play against teams that are rebuilding every year. Uh, you know, look at the teams in the NFL. 
that rebuild all the time. Look at their records. And those, here's the thing. The NFL has the same amount of money to spend on their players. Every single team has the same amount of money to spend on their players. That's what I'm getting at. Every NFL team has the same amount of players. On a practice squad, active roster, they, they can have all the coaches they want. They can all of this stuff. They have the same amount of draft picks accordingly uh, to the record, all that stuff. With all that being said, look at the teams that are rebuilding. Some of them rebuild all the time. It just seems like they can't get out of their own way. Some of them trade their draft picks and use old guys, and they still win. Some of them build their organization through their draft pick, and they're only a rebuilding for three or four years, and then they're right back on top. If you know anything about football and you're listening tonight, then you know for a fact that some of these teams rebuild all the time. I don't have to say who they are. Pete, you know who they are. So with that being said, with all the tools at their disposal, all the money equal to everybody else, how do you think that women's football is that it's even across? How do you think it's ever going to be even across the board? How do you think that it's ever going to be fair for for teams to uh, have uh, you, you know retain? I ain't gonna say I shouldn't use the word fair, but these teams that retain twenty five and thirty when other teams can't even get twenty. That that's the difference, folks. That's always going to be the difference. The thing is, there's more of these teams that have 20 than they are the teams that have 35 or whatever. So, we're you know where we're at there. But all I'm getting at is it's a rebuild situation every year. And you know, if sure if we could have kept, if we would have just kept from the time we started our team. Every single year, if we could retain 75% of our players every year, then we would have, um, you know, we'd probably be up around the 30, 35 mark if we could retain those. But there's only like, there's only two girls on the team that's left from the original team. I'm not mistaken, and I could could be wrong. I believe there's five girls that are left from the second year team. Um, then there's probably the same then the same nine that are left from the third year and the fourth year team. So, yeah, we we would probably be you know, up around the 30 or 35 player player range if we could just retain 75%. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I guess I attribute a lot a lot of that to me. Um, you know, they don't like the way I do things. Uh, you know, we I, I expect them to be at practice. I expect them to work hard. I expect them to, to be ready to play. Um, I hold myself accountable. Um, you know, so it's it's no different. Some of the girls, you know, just play because it's a hobby. Uh, we don't charge an, uh, an 
enormous amount of player feed. And with that being said, I, I hold their feet to the fire. A lot of these places uh, charge them a big team fee, so that way they're going to hang around whether they make practice or not. They can still be on the team, and I guess they can use them at practice or whatever, but we don't do that. And, you know, we've had a lot of girls come through our organization. Uh, we've never played more than with 20 in any year. So, you know, if we can keep several of them each year, then, yeah, we might have, uh, you know, be able to play uh, in a Division two. I mean, I, I'd love to. You know, everybody says, man, won't y'all, you know, play up uh, Division? Well, if I had the players, I'd sure love to, you know. But when you don't, you don't have that firepower. You know, you, you can't take a, uh, you know, on a regular basis a single-A high school football team and, and go play 4 and 5A every week. You, uh, before long, you won't have any players. Not only that, they're going to be beat down so much that they're they're not going to want to play. You know that they're out there working hard, uh, but they're they're working hard is way different than than other people's working hard because of the ability and the size and the gifts that some people have. So it's 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 different, you know, for for women's football uh, because. Every year, for a lot of the smaller teams, um, is is a rebuilding year. Now, a lot of these teams are from big major cities, and they still have trouble retaining players. Um, I don't know, you know, what's the purpose of that or anything else. I'm going to, you know, take the blame for, you know, not being able to retain a, a bunch of players on our team because, you know, I'm sure they don't like the approach that I take. And, you know, the way I hold them accountable and what I expect from them. But, hey, nevertheless, what what I got is is here to stay and, and they want to play and they want to win and they have the same goals in mind as I do and, and that's why they're still here and, they, and you know, we get along. Uh, it's, it's tough. And every year, I think, you know, it's last year after we got through uh, playing and we – we didn't win a championship. We lost to the Lady Gators, uh, a tight game. Uh, we was in a we had a tough schedule all year long. Played the best teams all the way around we've ever played. We won some a lot of games and we lost a lot of games by uh, two. Lost two in overtime. We lost every game we lost was by one score or less, and uh, you know that that's tough to swallow and. You know, I, I'll never forget after that championship weekend, you know, my my goal was to retain enough players to play up a division. I, I mean, I was hoping to, you know, keep enough players and add enough new ones to, to play up in the division. But, man, it just don't happen. I mean, you know, you go to uh, get the old players back and, you know, here this one's not going to play and that one's not going to play and, you know, I guess, I guess they just don't love it like we do. You know, um, we we breathe and sleep football, and you know, I just told somebody uh, this past weekend uh, we went to a team roping and uh, had a long conversation with a guy. And known him since he was a kid, and uh, you know, and he was asking me about the football team and telling him how you know great they 
things was going and how proud I was of all the girls and where we had got this organization to over the years. And, uh, you know, and uh, you know, they asked me, hey, you going to start back roping? And, and, you know, maybe next year I can. And uh, the thing, thing is, and it's what I told him, is you can't hardly have two hobbies and, and be, be great at both of them. And one of them, when, when you have a hobby and, and you're going to be all in and you're going to sacrifice, that's about all that it can stand. And, you know, at this point in time, uh, women's football is, is what we're devoted to and, and that then everything else is built around it for us. And, you know, we, we love it. I mean, we structure our, our lifestyle around it. We structure our, structure our jobs around it. Uh, plan everything we do around it, and that's that's the way it's got to be, the way I see it, and, and I just don't see as many people seeing it, you know, the way I see it, and I believe that's why, you know, we don't retain the players every year that, that we do, and that's why, for me, I, I just shake my head and say, how do these teams do it? How on earth can you you know, keep this many this many players year in and year out, and I, I don't know. I really, really don't know. You know, I don't I don't know how you just decide that you're you're going to play today, and then you're not going to play tomorrow. I mean, for me, when I when I played, there was no switch you turned off or on. It was you either are or you ain't. But you know, for for these women, I guess the seriousness of it is is not there as much for everybody. Now, some of them there is. I don't want to exclude everybody in that, but some of them there is, and um, that that's those are the ones that you know you're really appreciative for and for what they do uh, for the game. And uh, you know, not every single thing is about every single person. And uh, when you play on a team. Most of the time, things are not for or set up for you. So, um, you know, there's there's a lot to be said for those teams that retain so many players and and do a good job doing it and uh, keep winning at the pace and the level they win. I just wish they would understand, you know, what what it is and how it feels or works to, you know, to not be that big team. Um, because just because they're a small team doesn't mean you don't have good coaches, doesn't mean you don't have good players, because I know players that, that we actually played against and that could start on any team. Some players on our team are getting up to start on any team. So, you know, the, the misconception is... is you're not on a big team, you're not any good, and, you know, that's that's just not true. And um, Jennifer was reading this post to me yesterday, I believe it was, <clears throat> excuse me, and I'm not sure if they went today or yesterday. She was reading it to me on Sunday, I'm sorry. Uh, and I'm not sure if they went today, yesterday, or if it's next week or what, but, you know, women's, some women was going to the NFL off New York, whatever, to, to do some protests and wanting this, that, and the other done. 
And I'm going to bet you, folks, I'll be willing to bet you. Here's how I know it's going to happen. It, it happens just like they do the, uh, the USA team. They have those camps down there. I guess they're having them next week or whatever. I'm not sure. And uh, they'll have those camps, and whenever they have a USA team, they're going to hold tryouts. And they're going to, you're going to pay to go try out to be on that USA team, and that's all fine and good. And if you don't play for a big team or you don't play for a team in the WFA, they ain't going to look your way. And to me, that's that's not right. Uh, I'm, you know, I talked to a player today, a new player today, a uh, new recruit today, and, you know, that was the one thing she said, the team that she had played on before, the, the owner uh, sort of played for a big team, and, and, you know, she, the owner had the coaches, you know, in the coaches here of who to play, and who not to play, and this, that, and the other, and it got so much drama started. That, man, that, that's, that don't work here. That does not happen here. And I assure her it don't happen. And I told her I'd give her the number to any of my players that she wanted, and they'd tell her that we're going to play the best left. And uh, if she's one of them, good. If she ain't, hope she understands. You know, and that's the same way I tell all these girls. I believe everybody should have a chance. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand that there's a lot of good players on a lot of these big teams. Don't get me wrong. I know that. I, I've been around football long enough to understand. But the bottom line is there's a lot of good players that ain't on these big teams either, and they just don't get a chance. you know. And I see it every year when, when our – players and other players in our league playing that all-star game against players that, you know, maybe made the USA team and, and can get along. Uh, so I don't know what all this is going to happen with this protest. I just feel like that, you know, it's going to be the same way that it's always been. The bigger teams are, are the, going to benefit from it because they're bigger, they have more money, they have more say-so. Uh, if you're a big team and you're in the WFA, you mean something. And if you're not, you don't. And uh, that, to me, that's not what uh, the sport is about. But, again, I, I'm just a small peon. I can't change it. I can't, uh, you know, make anybody else change it. And I don't have any influence on anybody that has anything to uh, directly to do with that. Uh, except to keep trying, you know, what we're doing, and that's to get people on the same page. And uh, literally that's what we've been doing. I mean, it's like the, you know, this uh, jamboree. You know, it's not even my jamboree. And I told Keisha, hey, I'll try to help you get some team, you know, because I think it's a great thing. I, I could have just said, well, I ain't going to help you. You beat us in a championship. Well, I ain't going to help you. Well, man, that, that, they did beat us. Hey, that, I don't like it a bit more than anybody else, but, hey, it, we're, we've moved on from that. It's a different year this year, and it's going to be a different championship this year. And, you know, we're hoping that uh, we're going to win one. I'm sure they're hoping they're going to win one, but, you know, we've got we to worry about what's at stake here 
right now, and that's that's women's football and trying to get this jamboree and trying to get things set in stone that we can have every year start getting some big people there and some sponsor people and some advertisement to say, hey, you know, the, the one of those protester points where is these guys make millions and women don't make anything, and they would play for just a percent of what the guys play for, because, but nobody knows about them. Nobody knows women's football exists. And I know you people might be listening. Well, I know people know. You know a few people know, but for the most part, nobody knows. And, the you know, it's like the girl told me today, she moved in real, sort of close to our area, and she's going to school with some people that are from the Tri-Cities. And uh, she said, you never heard of them? No, I never even heard of women's football. And they live in the Tri-City. And, folks, I'm going to tell you, we we get on the news every chance we get. Uh, I've heard several people say they've seen us, they hear us. Uh, we do radio, radio shows. We do everything we can. So when I say nobody knows, as a whole, nobody knows. And the people that do know don't care or don't have enough influence to really get something rolling. And the people that can, they they see things just like what I'm talking about, that nobody's on the same page. Well, why, why can't they get enough teams there to play the embryo? I mean, all you need is four teams. Why, why can't we get enough teams here to play this? What's going on that we can't have enough here, you know, to play? So there's there's a lot that goes into play, and I don't know, you know, what they're expecting to get out of this protest or, or you know, what they're expecting to do. Well, I know what they're expecting to do. The, the big teams in the WFA are going to try to, you know, if they're going for eight teams, and I'm sure – you know, they're going to try to load eight teams up with those uh, big-team players. There's no doubt in my mind. But, you know, I think eventually, you know, they'd set their ultimate goal was for each, each uh, NFL city team to have a, a women's team. But that's that's a long way off, in my opinion. It's a really, really long way off. Uh, but anyway, that's... Uh, that's pretty much in a nutshell of what I think and about what happened this past weekend and what's going to happen in the uh, next few weeks and women's football. I mean, what is it, a month away, basically, from this past weekend, a month away from the from the jamboree. Uh, so we're we're looking we're looking forward to the opportunity and being excited about it. Um, no doubt about that. So uh, I guess we ain't got nothing else to talk about. Uh, we'll get off here and try to get some stuff drummed up for next week. If you get an opportunity, watch these uh, NFL games this Sunday. Uh, you know, for years I swore off the NFL ball after Dan Marino retired. I didn't even watch it for years till. Me and Jennifer got married, and she started watching Peyton Manning, and these are the best times of the year right here. You, All those games they play, if you don't have a favorite player playing, just don't have much meaning to them, really, other than making the playoffs. And now this is down to the nitty-gritty. This is when you start seeing, in my opinion, the, 
the best football. So, folks, if you get an opportunity, watch those games, Rams, Saints, 3 Eastern on Sunday, the Pats, Chiefs, 640 Eastern on Sunday. Uh, we don't have much else to talk about, so uh, we'll get off here and uh, uh, get in the bed. Uh, we'll talk to you next Tuesday night. Thank you.